interfacing with the Matrix. The all-spark that links everyone and everything that ever lived or ever will live. Welcome to the Axon Archives, the highly suited uh, Beast Wars podcast on Apple, I- Apple Podcasts, where you watch every episode of the uh, 90s CG cartoon Beast Machines. Uh, if you want to follow along, you can do so with either the DVDs or on Tubi.tv. Uh, I'm Dawood. I'm James. Uh, in this episode, uh, we're continuing with our Beast Machines coverage. Um, episode 2 of Season 1, Master of the House. Episode 54 uh, of our show. It's aired September 25th. Uh, 1999, one, uh, one full week after last week's episode, and mm-hmm. it was a Saturday morning because at this point it was on Fox Kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, part of the Fox Block. Was the Fox Block actually a thing? That... No, uh, you're, I think you're thinking of the the Fox Box, which came uh, in 2002 and replaced Fox Kids when Disney uh, bought out all of the Fox Kids uh, brands, including all the Saban stuff. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, Disney bought them out, so the 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 programming block was taken over by 4Kids TV, who created the Fox Box, w- later renamed into 4Kids TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I was excited for that coming, not realizing it would mean the end of Fox Kids. Whoops. Yeah, they they were, like, teasing it. It's like, it's coming. There's just a, this little box just floating through space, and... I'm like, oh, what's this thing? And then turns out it turns out it replaced the Fox Kids. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Especially weird thinking about that in air, just like all this big emphasis on Saturday morning TV. And I wonder if you understand. Obviously, I'm not getting up and watching like cartoons on Saturday morning. Like those yeah. aren't really a thing anymore. Nope. Um, actually, uh, Transformers is actually tied into the end of Saturday morning cartoons because. Kids WB out of the major network programming or kids TV kids programming blocks was the last one. Um, and I remember when it went from uh, five days a week plus Saturdays to just Saturdays, and that was and then when it, that eventually went away, that was the official end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, this was written by uh, Marty Eisenberg and Bob Skur, just like last week. Uh, this is the second of four from Marty Eisenberg. Uh, I actually noticed that he, all of his episodes are written with Bob Skur. Uh, 
and Bobsker, this is his second episode of five. So I believe he does one without Eisenberg. And it's a, uh, it is directed by our old friend Steve Sachs. Uh, still not that Steve Sachs. And uh, for one of three episodes, he'll he'll direct overall. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. Let's just uh, get into the episode. So, uh, we oh Optimus is trying to teach the other Maximals to transform with their new technogenic bodies. Uh, and... Yeah, and get some like new new age meditation. Yeah. Uh, Where Ramtrap's just like, come on, just give us the command code, make it easy, Prime. Yeah, it's like we're we're not uh, we're not organic or technological anymore. Like uh, command codes and onboard computers are a thing of the past. Which is when we hear uh, Tidor speak up and ask, "What are we, robots or animals?" Uh, which is when uh, we both notice that Ian Corlett is doing a slight a variation on Tidor's voice. He's uh, he's apparently past puberty now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, especially is clear that like this Cheetor is much more grown up, especially when he finally does transform in this episode. Yeah. Which uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, which she does in this scene. Yeah, using using the mantra of "I am transformed." Uh, Cheetor and Black Rack are able to assume their robot forms, but Ratchet is just forcing it and not not being able to. Yeah, let's take a moment to actually talk about their robot modes uh, before we move on. Where Cheetor, as I said, like, he's much more adult, he's taller, he, I think, like, his design even kind of includes abs. Yeah. Uh, and, and huh? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Black Rackney, uh, she, <laughs> I didn't realize this while watching this, but James said this off mic, uh, she's very Tim Burton-esque, uh, her, her limbs are kind of spindly, uh, like a spider's legs. Uh, she's got a very large forehead, which apparently, okay, I was going to say peels back, but that's not the right word, uh, opens up to reveal, uh, an extra two sets of eyes, so six total. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's pink and he's burnt orange, I think? Yeah, he's, it's still kind of yellow, but like with orange spots. Which doesn't make sense. Why, why are his beast spots purple, but his, uh, robot spots are orange? I thought they were the same, but uh, I don't have a picture of, of him up in front of me right now. Okay. And uh, just showing his that he's grown up a little bit uh, when when he transformed, Cheetor says, "Check me out." Uh, and showing that he has matured when Black Rackney transforms, he says, "Wow, check you out," but not in a creepy way. Uh huh. Yeah. So um. Rattrap is still trying to try to do it, and then he feels a rumbling, which is when a mole drone breaks through the cave wall. Yeah, and... in, in my notes said like in notes I uh, notes I had like, oh no, the techno drum is attacking. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, you're not you're not far off because the thing that breaks through is actually called a mole drone. Uh, and it starts shooting, or, or the surprise of the mole drone breaking through actually turns. Uh, Makes Cheetor and Black Rackney lose their center and go back to beast mode, and then uh, this will be revealed why in a sec in a couple episodes. But uh, something uh, I noticed was when the Modron started shooting, uh, uh, Optimus is still in his robot mode and moves in front of the other Maximals to to you know protect them. Mm-hmm. But it actually looked like it was aiming for Optimus. Mm-hmm. Who you? Mm. Who I should note that is the only uh, 
only one of the Maximals that's in robot mode currently. Mm-hmm. Also, the Moldrone showed up when, when they assumed robot mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Optimus order, uh, they, Optimus just destroys it and orders the, the group to move out and find a new base. Uh, Cheetor and Black Rachnia split, uh, go in, in one group. And this is actually when I noticed that the walking animations are a lot better this, this time around. Mm-hmm. Although, oh, uh, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah, they, they move much more naturally when they're in beast mode compared to the original show. Which I'm assuming is the lack of characters, kind of, and darkness means that they could uh, spend more time on the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, one thing I wanted to note with Optimus Primal is, like, when you try to get more of, like, the old squab, squad commander Optimus, like, he kind of, like, drops back into, like, kind of familiar language. Like, like, but, but you know, mil- you know, like, kind of, like, military speak. Get into yeah. that. Yeah, and while he was the captain of an exploration ship, uh, he's still captain and knows how to fight. Well, I mean, just as a contrast, like, you get between, like, Commander Optimus and then, like, kind of spiritual, like, spiritual guide Optimus in this season. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the spiritual guide stuff kind of overshadowing him, is that, but, like, it's nice to see, at least at this point, yeah, like, he's still, like, gonna get to, like, business and, pra- like, down to business and being practical. Yeah, uh, old habits do, hi- do die hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, Black Rachnia finds a, uh, I guess you can call it a manhole, uh, and uh, t- talk Cheetor into going uh, going above ground, even though they were mm-hmm. specifically told not to. Um, the The city's completely abandoned. And yeah. oh, well, before mm-hmm. we go on, sorry, uh, one more thing. And a further sign of Cheetor maturing is uh, is Cheetor tells Blackheart, like, no, we shouldn't do that. We should follow Optimus Prime's order. And she calls him a scaredy cat. And rather than just, like, you know, flipping out and getting mad, just like, I'm not a scaredy cat. He just like kind of sighs and decides to follow her up the sha- the uh, the uh, shaft up to the surface. Nobody calls me chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's to- that's totally something he'd do in Beast Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is more. Uh, this is Back to the Future Three, Marty. Not uh, not mm-hmm. two. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So they notice that the 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 entire city is empty, uh, and. Check. They they find a. I don't know how to equate this to the real world, but they find a computer terminal. Decide to check the archives. Yeah, uh, it's in the middle of a. Oh, you know what it is? It's um, uh, it's a tourist guide. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you mention the name of the city is Cybertopolis, which Cheeto says is home to ten million Transformers. Let's hope some of them are friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So. The the archives are gone, and uh, there was some kind of evacuation. There should be some kind of beacon, beacon or warning, or explanation. Uh, but there's nothing. Uh, and when, uh, like I said, when they check the archives, every bit of data is gone. I hope you guys got that pun. Uh, <laughs> uh, so and then uh, I think was it an aerodrome that finds them? Yeah, they okay. they like jet start sweeping in. Yeah, so the aerodrones uh, fi- start sweeping in, uh, and they start shooting at them. They fall off the bridge that they're standing on uh, as we go to commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they sort of slow their descent uh, along a building, uh, and and are running away. But Cheeto doesn't want to run, tries to turn around and face them. Which, but luckily, uh, in this instance, Black Rachne is not the impulsive one and tells him. 
we don't have time. Like, we've transformed once. We don't have time to try to fight them with uh, in robot mode. Tells yeah. him, yeah, tells him to just keep them busy. I've got a plan. Uh, he sort of just leads them on a chase, and they run into her web. Mm-hmm. Also, one other thing I noticed is like the the battle theme, which I think comes up a couple times. It like gets this pulse on techno. techno. I, it couldn't help but remind me of like music from like te- uh, from like Tetrisphere on the N sixty four, a game which I've which I am probably the only one who has played and remembered. But it, uh, but like that one still had also had a very like techno y like house soundtrack. Uh, I remember the that I specifically remember that game. I actually, but I don't remember the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But since you brought it up, actually, um, this was uh, the sound editing on this on the series so far has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it also reminds me of in the show. Reminds me in many ways of Batman Beyond, which I'm pretty sure was airing concurrently when this was. Uh, this was '99, so I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the, like the 1999 where like everything became. Uh, super futuristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But so once after they catch the two, uh, I believe it was two drones that are uh, chasing them. Uh, some more come in and they realize, uh oh, they got friends. Uh, which is when somehow Primal finds knew that they're in trouble and he starts charging in. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think we ever got an explanation for that. I don't know. Maybe the Oracle told him. Yeah, he's probably still getting visions, actually. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs in and rescues them, just as more uh, come in. Uh, Black Ragnar and Cheetor are able to find their cool and take on the Viacons, uh, which will actually will officially get their name at the end of this episode. But mm-hmm. uh, Then Cheetor finds Radtrap and saves him from another drone. Uh, I kind of like the, the little banter they have, uh, because Cheetor tells them, like, you're never going to transform with... He's panicking, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole time, like ra- during the battle, like Rattrap's excuse and like I am transformed, I am transformed, I am transformed, and it's very good. Like I, I don't like it as a command phase, but like I do like why Rattrap just like just constantly saying like maybe if I say it enough, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, when Rattrap Rat- Rat- says like you'll see, like when I am tra- when I when I am transformed, I'm going to transform into the most amazing thing ever. Mm-hmm. Which now that I say that out loud reminds me of Heimlich from Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Optimus scolds Tidor, but calms down when they tell him uh, what they've learned. Uh, the city's empty, maybe the entire planet, and there must have been some kind of disaster. Which is when uh, Rattrap showing that he might not be good in a fight, but he's still uh, he's still one of the sharpest minds here. He asks like, what kind of disaster would leave the entire city standing without a single scratch? And that's when they piece together the virus. Uh, that's why the Oracle had to reformat them, because it's the only way to cure it. And they, what, about all the, uh, what about all the attack dogs? Which is when they realize the Council Citadel is probably the only place to find answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of drones guarding it, because mm-hmm. it's the Council Citadel. Optimus uh, runs around it while the others keep him busy. And here's where... A, Here's where the villain of this of the entire Beast era uh, becomes more than just a cartoon megalomaniacal villain. Uh, he gets into the council chambers and sees a, a path laid out for him. 
and he asks, what is this place? When a voice from above answers, you could call it my throne room. Uh, a figure attached to a massive chemical, or cables descends from the ceiling, and surprise, Megatron. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he got here, uh, took control of the entire planet, and has turned it into uh, a one single technological machine. The Beast mm-hmm. Wars are over, and he has won. He's basically yep. the only uh, the only spark uh, spark left on Cybertron. Uh-huh. Well, aside from our heroes, obviously. Yeah. Uh. Well, is he basically trying to become a board queen? Uh, kind of similar because he talks all about like how it's moving in harmony and how he's removed all traces of individuality. Like he brags about how the like his Viacon army like he controls them all, so they move with one single mind. Yeah, it um, we okay. There's we we'll find out like uh what sort of happened in transit to Cybertron, but needless to say, uh we don't actually know how much time has passed since uh well relatively speaking from when they when the Beast Wars began to mm-hmm. now. Um, and there'll be a small detail in a second that we'll see uh, that it kind of hints at a lot of a lot of stuff happening that we just did not see between between the last part of the Nemesis and the beginning of the reformatting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get there, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, just, well, there's a detail I'll mention in a second. So, uh, he says, like, you're, you're contaminating my vision with your, with your uh, beast modes. When Optimus points out that I remember you had a beast mode too, didn't you? Uh, and he he says he claims that he got rid of it, mm-hmm. but we'll see in a second. That's not so true. Uh, outside, Cheetor's running from a tank drone and jumps off a ledge. Um, not sure how he realized this, but he uses his two, his two little swords, uh, which we forgot to mention. He has two sort of like daggers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of like two sh- uh, two short swords, kind of like he like he can use them to block beams. He does that in an earlier scene. Yeah, can he put them to the glide? I think either in this episode or the next episode he can like like stick the hilts together and like kind of throw it like a boomerang and kind of buzz all things. I don't. I must have been looking down my notes. I think that I, I think that might have been maybe that was in the second episode. I watched a little bit of the next episode after that. Okay. Um, yeah, so he can so he can actually glide, which is how he gets away from the tank drone. Uh, and the rest of the Maximals are actually outsmarting the drones, uh, mainly because Megatron is having to multitask between dealing with them and uh, and Primal, mm-hmm. which did I he, like three times in this episode. He thinks he killed Primal, uh, but he didn't because he keeps mm-hmm. forgetting that the guy has a has a flight mode. Yeah, it's true. Also, yeah. another thing I want to take an aside to point out is, well, uh, we mentioned that the animation improved, the background zone improved. Like, first episode wasn't that visually impressive because it was, you know, they were in kind of like an industrial area and then mostly like underground. This one, since they're actually in like a city for the most part, you get like, there are lots of buildings, there's lots of color, there's a lot of like, you know, neon signs and stuff around. I don't know why those are on if like Megatron's taken over the city, but maybe he just likes the aesthetics. There's the city has a mut has a very like sense of vertical illness and like it almost kind of you get like vertical moments as it like 
from oh, some overhead shots. It's very impressive, considering uh, like uh, that it holds up pretty well. Considering the fact, like there are some like like uh, CG cartoons on TV today that like generally kind of like skimp on backgrounds because they're kind of expensive, or just we'll use stock backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also the what was it? Um. Just speaking to the vertical aesthetic of uh, of, of the planet, uh, Transformers are very long lived. Uh, a and also like them as a race, have uh, been around for so long that they have actually built over civilizations which they themselves sometimes were actually a part of, and have uh, and have, a single Transformer lifespan is so long they will actually forget things that happened within their own lifetime. Yeah. No, we saw a bit of that in the first episode in the descending beneath the ground. I was reading up in like canonically, this is the Cybertopolis is supposed to be built over Iacon. I don't know if that gets named by, by the show. It will but later maybe on. since they do to some discover some stuff. Yeah, it, it get I know it gets named later on. Uh, there's I don't want to spoil it, but Optimus thinks he's talking to to OG Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he point, uh, Optimus points out that uh, he's having trouble multitasking, and it's making him frustrated, so he's still ruled by emotions, and that's not very technically technologically pure of him. Which, uh, you know, <laughs> leave it to Optimus to be able to uh, to get a rise out of Megatron. Mm-hmm. Megatron loses his cool, goes into beast mode, which means he's unhooked from his uh, control armor, and the, and the drones shut down. Uh, Mm-hmm. Good time to talk about the control armor. So I mentioned that he's a figure uh, attached to a mass of cables. So he's... I'm not sure how to describe this. Um, Basically, so he has like this big kind of like helmet with like a kind of like a football grid interface. Not quite. Yeah. And like he has one arm and one with like some kind of like blaster or gun. I think it might even turn out to be a spark extractor later in the series, but we don't know that just yet. And he has this like cape around his body. Well, it turns out that the cape is actually the wings from his Beast Wars, from his uh, Transmetal Two Dragon mode. And like he still has all uh, like that form is still all the way underneath all all of that uh, the harness and stuff. It is a slightly cha- yeah. It it looks different now. Um, looks like he tried to get rid of his Beast mode, but he... oh yeah, yeah. The stuff is the surface is all is discolored in various parts. He looks like a Frankenstein dragon. That's uh, that's probably the best way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fun fact: Megatron will not get an original body throughout the entirety of this show, straight somehow for some reason. No. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, you mean like a a body that only exists within Beast Machines? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm not counting the big floating head for <laughs> obvious reasons right now. Yeah, well, that and, did technically get a toy. Yeah, uh, and don't and keep uh, keep in mind that we said original body. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> there is one time he there's a couple times where he uh, takes over or copies someone else's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more on that later. Yes, more on that later. Uh, so the 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 monkey and the dragon wrestle, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Mega and Optimus get, like gets him to like look into one of the monitors that has fallen down. Uh, and mm-hmm. look at the beast mode. Cybertron will never be pure so long as, uh, so long as you're around. Mm-hmm. Which is which is when he <laughs> apparently he still remembers how to use his fire breath and blast the monitor. Yeah. 
uh, and plugged back into his armor. This is actually where I wanted to point uh, out the small detail. Uh, Mm -hmm. Megatron has a scar over his right eye. Mm -hmm. This will never be addressed in the entire series. Uh, The only thing I can assume is it happened during his campaign to take over. Yeah, I I think we mentioned this when we covered Theft of the Golden Disc. But uh, in in the uh, the tr- in like at Botcon, Cryotech like they like some of the fiction address not the scar specifically, but they address what he did in his rise where he worked with Cryotech, who is his former boss, who helped him create the virus, but then got double crossed by Megatron. So not, obviously that doesn't really happen in the ca- in the course of the, isn't really canon to this show, but like there have been some explanations of what Megatron did before he got to here. Uh, even if we that, don't, that, even if it doesn't get covered, that raises two questions for me. Then, does hmm? <clears throat> did Cryotech think he was going to be uh, just protected from the virus? Uh, and B, how did Megatron not get affected? I mean, he probably could have inoculated himself. Yeah, I guess that's true. The first thing you do after making a virus is create an antivirus, right? Yeah. And presumably there is one, it just never comes up because the Maximals reformat themselves to get around it. And obviously uh, it, it does... There will sort of be an antivirus in a couple episodes. Oh, okay. Um, the short, short version is Megatron did take precautions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's not actually an antivirus, but it, there's a... Uh, there's a MacGuffin to, to counteract it. Okay. I forgot yeah. that part, so uh, that'll be interesting relearning it. Yeah. Uh, so, I, in a weird... I actually just uh, realized how awesome this scene, since Optimus walked in, is... Because he actually walks in in beast mode. And I just realized these two are not both in robot or beast mode at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so Megatron's back in his control armor in his robot mode. Uh, and Optimus get, kind of gets angry a little bit and asks, like, what have you done? Which is when he mm-hmm. goes reverts back to beast mode. Oh, yeah, because Megatron says, like, hey, guess what? All those sparks are missing? I extinguished them all, and it's on you. Because yeah. you lost the Beast Wars. Yeah. Oh, God. Megatron. It's, like, super <laughs> dark, because it implies, like, Megatron has, like, committed a genocide. He hasn't, by the way, but we won't find that out for sure until later. He's, um... We had this word a f- like a couple episodes ago, but I, like he has he has caused the mass extinction. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, anyways, Megatron summons some uh, some drones, but the Maximals also like come in at the same time, which is when they see Megatron. Uh, I'm surprised they recognized him. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, he has a distinctive voice. I don't. Know, I'm not sure if he talked or not. What like since they came in, but. I I I choose so in the uh, the promo evolution Revol- uh, evolution revolution uh, they they mentioned uh, the darkness in Cybertron that they felt before. I choose to believe that Megatron just has an evil aura that they recognize as soon as they laid eyes on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Meg- er, Primal tries to run uh, run out of the chamber because the platforms that are making the bridge he was standing on are sort of falling away. Which, I guess, Megatron still has a flair for the dramatic, because why not just make the entire bridge fall at the t- same time instead of collapsing it in sequence? It's true, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he falls, um, but 
gets back up in robot mode. I guess, I guess free falling is a for Optimus at least is a really good way to find his center. It's true. Yeah. Um. So they actually have to hold it. Physic. Peter and Black Rackney have to physically hold him back. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Rackney has actually got a web around him, like ho- like tied him up. Uh, yeah, it- they're literally dragging him off because he doesn't want to leave at this point. Yeah, this is when uh, Ratchet's over over in the corner by a panel, and he uses his little um, hammer space backpack in the middle of his back, um, and basically removes a panel and says, "You've been mm-hmm. saving my life, uh, my skin all day. It's my turn," uh, and gets them out of there. Yeah, because he's pretty much just been running this entire episode. I don't think we did it like while like Black Arachne and Cheetah were like taking out tanks. Cheetor was mostly getting in corner, and he gets saved when Megatron leaves the harness and everything falls down. Uh, which does lead when uh, Cheetor like comes up to him and is like, was like, comes up after all the guns, like, what happened to them? And, and Raptor's like, eh, it must have been my animal magnetism. Oh yeah, we don't uh, get quite as many one-liners in this series, but we we still get them here and there. Yeah, the <clears throat> the episode ends with. Uh... With them in the sewers, uh, Optimus kind of lamenting the fact that uh, it is this is kind of all his fault, which it's not. Well, yeah, um, he doesn't know that. Well, no, that's not what I mean. I just mean like you shouldn't blame yourself, man. That's all I mean by that. Right. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't know because, like, for all he knows, he completely screwed up. Like, I think that's kind of the thing. That's like, oh yeah, the guy I could have remember. stopped this. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't know what happens. He has Megatron saying like you you screwed up and like everyone died for it, so he's just taking it hard. Mm. Oh, you know, if I was Megatron, just to just to play a little bit of psychological warfare, um, <clears throat> make him make it sound like the virus just happened, <clears throat> and this was um, Megatron sort of just saved the planet by by doing what he did. Mm-hmm. What, like they brought a virus for Earth? Like, oh no. Like, that that would make sense if they weren't robots. It's a, well, I mean, they came back with partially organic beast modes. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could just say that. Like, uh, they got infected with, with a biological virus, but them being, uh, part robot, their systems sort of accidentally adapted it into a, uh, into a, not a techno-organic virus, but a virus that would affect, uh, also affect electronics, like computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, actually, that, wait, wait, actually, okay, let me, let me no-prize this. So, uh, they brought a virus that they were carrying, but not affected by. Uh, their systems, their onboard computer was affected by the biological virus, because their beast modes were integrated into their bodies fully, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately just, Spawned a uh, a technological virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, Prime uh, Optimus is uh, blaming himself, and then the episode ends with a shadow of Megatron looming over Cybertropolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the episode. Yeah, I will say one thing. Uh, people people tend to hate Beast Machines, but in retrospect, um, if it wasn't for Beast Machines, Megatron wouldn't. Wouldn't really be the, the the quite the same villain as he uh, as he comes to be known as. But I think he would still be well remembered. Like I, I we're like 
Beast Machines is important for, like, the identity of Transformers just as a franchise, as yeah. we'll get through stuff. Like, people, like, might, like, rollerize with the techno-organic stuff, but, like, but, like, like, this episode's introduced Viacons. Viacons have become an enduring part. Like, there are Viacons at Transformers Prime, there are Viacons, you know, we talked about the Viacons and Beast Wars Uprising, yeah. and admittedly, sometimes the concept gets over-abused for, like, oh, yeah, there's just, like, a bunch of nameless, like, you know, like, in video games, like, like, oh, if we need, like, generic drones, like, Viacon drones, there you can blow up and, like, not worry about killing a named character. Or, like, also avoiding the, the video game mass murder problem of just, like, wow, you killed a lot of people. It's like, well, they're all drones. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, in <clears throat> the Viacons in, uh, in Prime are also, uh, like, mentioned to be drones as well. I remember there being kind of, like, an uncertainty because sometimes they show personality, sometimes they don't. And like, if they have sparks, it, like it does raise some questions. This isn't a uh, this isn't a Transformers Prime podcast, <laughs> but I remember there's kind of there was kind of a joke where in Transformers Prime, Starscream lords over the fact that he killed Cliffjumper at the beginning of the series, <laughs> but then like the Autobots like kill thousands of Viacons. Like if these are people that have sparks, like they're they're the ones with the more impressive body count, not Starscream. Are you- I mean, I th- no, I think I think, that, I think at one point they, they they were said to be Viacon drones in in Prime. Yeah, uh, but anyways, I think there's even a short pack comic about that. So it's like that, like he was that comic was still active during Prime. Mm. So uh, no uh, no trivia for this episode, right? Yeah, uh, the Megatron scars from the only trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no episode spotlight because there wasn't any. Uh, new characters introduced this episode, and yeah. to cover any of the ones we do have, we we kind of have to go into spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, no golden disc. Um, if you've been a if you were a guest on a pre- uh, previously, uh, we will be reaching out to you pr- uh, probably as soon as we're done with this recording to try to try to get uh, the schedules figured out for guesting this uh, in the upcoming seasons. Yeah, it might be tricky since this show is like this show is much more continuity heavy than Beast Wars was. Like there are three multi-part episode sagas in the in the show, which considering the fact there's only like three episodes uh, and out of with three episodes of each, and considering the fact this is only a twenty-six episode series, that's actually a large portion of the show. Yeah. Um. Uh... That's really yeah. So it it is a little bit. We managed to figure out some of them, but uh, it is largely difficult to figure out any uh, any place where we could have a guest that that has not seen the show. Huh. Yeah. Um. So I started. So James, who's your MVP? Let's see. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Rat Trap, even though Rat Trap does isn't super useful. In fact, does not actually transform by the end of this episode. I think he transforms next episode, but like it could, like it might actually be a while. Like I think he may, that he may even go a couple episodes before he actually manages to transform. Yeah, but but like you know, like he had like some good. He gave a bit uh, some levity in what is otherwise a very serious show. Uh, I remember being like quite a while before he actually transforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he does, uh, it, it's it's a while before he learns to be able to do it uh, on command. Yeah, 
I mean, we could be wrong, because, like, we also thought that the Viacon uh, generals took a lot longer to show up, but, but uh, spoilers, they're showing up next episode. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just because the uh, it's an entire season of, of TV. These mm-hmm. 13 episodes are probably very spread out in the actual mm-hmm. airing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let me see, who would I give mine to? Um, I... I guess I'm going to give it to Cheetor, just for showing character growth. Yeah, he's, that's a good choice, too. Yeah. Like, he, like this is definitely... If you were super annoyed by Cheetor in, in Beast Wars, you're actually, you might actually come to like him in this one, because he, because he, he joins. Unfortunately, we do get a new kid character who's a bit more, who's more annoying than him. Yeah, but we'll uh, get there. Ironically, I don't, I don't know his age, uh, like, when Beast Machines was going on, but... <clears throat> Alessandro Giuliani, uh, if anyone out there has watched the dub of Death Note or seen the uh, 2000 Battlestar Galactica, you'll actually recognize him. Uh, we'll talk about that when he shows up, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so next episode, uh, Diamond Time and Again by Maximal Foes. Megatron brings three new generals online in Fires of the Past. Yes, the episode that introduces one of my favorite characters... An important character to the series. That's right, I'm talking about the diagnostic drone. Get hyped. <laughs> that, that drone is, a, is, actually, is actually an integral character to the series. Yeah, I, I wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm just telling the audience. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, we, like that, that drone will be around. It is, it is basically Megatron Zazu. Yes. With, uh, complete with an accent, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anything else before we get to the closing? Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's all for now. Okay. Uh, I, is this gonna go up before Christmas? Uh, yes. Okay. In that case, uh, it's probably pushing it, but like, celebrate Christmas, Happy Christmas. Otherwise, otherwise, Happy Happy Holidays, whichever you sit, whatever you sit, choose to celebrate or to have to like relax and te- during the holidays. They this year has been kind of rough, so for all of us. So hopefully, uh, us like talking about uh, like old Transformer shows help give you some comfort in this year. And hopefully, we'll keep on talking into uh, 2019. I know that we get another episode before the new year, but like, I can still say that right now. Yeah, I, I actually, our, yeah, our recording schedule is a little uh, un, until after the new year. Our recording schedule is going to be a little weird. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll it's it good to cover. Unless we aren't. <laughs> if we aren't next week, we're planning on the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I I actually just to add on to that. <coughs> um. Happy Happy Yule, Happy Saturnalia, Happy Solstice, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, uh, anything. And if you don't celebrate anything, just Happy Solstice, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So thank you for listening to the Axon Archives. If you have any questions. Want to guest in the show or want to talk about uh, talk to us about Beast Wars? You can you can reach us on Twitter at Axon Archives or by email at axonarchives at gmail dot com. Uh, part of the music used in this episode is Fat Planet by Left Field and is copyright Left Field. Uh, Fat Planet is used only for purposes of discussion and uh, review. Notice no violation of international copyright is intended. Uh, you can find the band on their website at leftmusic leftfieldmusic dot com. And on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes by searching Left Field, all one word. Uh, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Podknife, Podbean, 
Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, and on Spotify. Uh, soon to come to Pandora. Uh, please leave a rating and a review because it helps people find the show. Check out our website at axon.buzzsprout.com. You can follow either of us on uh, Twitter individually. I'm at Dalfac. I'm at Discord underscore Inc. Uh, until next time, the Beast Wars are over. I guess that's what, it. what in the name of Gouda happened to Cybertron? <laughs> Sorry, I was just actually looking on Spotify. It's like, wait, can I actually listen to like the Beast Machines theme on Spotify? Yes, I can. Yeah. Granted, it's not listed as that. I actually found the the Guinness uh, commercial actually early today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, that'd be fun to like just include in a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> like you can link to it. And it doesn't require like any effort, like like a visual guide. Yeah.